Welcome to Copcast from Climate Home News. I'm Sola Aparicio, this podcast's producer, and today I'll be joined by Climate Home News' editor, Carl Madison. We're at the end of two weeks of negotiations here in Katowice, Poland. I am on my way home, but Carl has stayed on to report on the final few hours at the UN Climate Talks. But before I speak to Carl, I want to thank our supporter, the Stockholm Environment Institute. As reporters in the climate space, finding good data and analysis can be difficult. We often rely on SEI's team of experts to help us understand a story. For compelling evidence on climate action, go to SEI.org. Now let's give Carl, who's still in Katowice, a call to hear how today has gone. Hi, Carl. Hey, Soila. How's it going? It's going well on my end. Glad to be home. Um, what about in Katowice? Uh, well, we're, I'm glad that we've just finally finished a really, really long wait for the last plenary and then it's all gone, gone through quite quickly and without a hitch at the very end there after a couple of days of waiting around. How much waiting around was there? I know that the, the plenary changed times well several times oh my gosh it was so it went uh it was meant to uh end about 6 p.m last night uh but it's now what uh here it's nearly 10 p.m on saturday night so more than 24 hours of kind of delays and it was all a bit it's it's a funny one because it's not even though the delays went on for a really long time it wasn't really the major story um the the delays were kind of individual countries holding things up to sort of push issues that are big for them but kind of small in the scheme of things um so it was like uh brazil most of the time um were uh were pushing an issue that um, our colleague Megan's written quite a lot about over the last week um, about carbon markets and trading off uh, credits for carbon systems. Um, so that was a big issue for them um, and they held up for a really long time and then right at the end, just as we thought we were going to get going about sort of four or five o'clock this afternoon, suddenly we heard that um, Turkey was um, holding things up over an issue that has been long running for them where they want to be considered a full developed country by the uh, UN climate uh, f- climate convention, which they're currently not. So, so that's kind of what held things up, but it wasn't the big story. The big story was that we agreed rules for the Paris Agreement. And what does that mean now for, for the climate space? Well, the Paris Agreement kind of, in tw- it, it got done in 2015, but it was pretty much a a very broad set of guidelines and intentions now we've actually got a hundred and well i think i think it's more than 150 i can't remember exactly 150 pages of rules that map out exactly what every country in the world has to do to fight climate change and to report what they're doing and to help poor countries to to support them to also uh, fight climate change so it's a it's a it's a 
big it's a big improvement on what the Paris Agreement was literally 15 20 minutes ago um, when the gavel before the gavel fell because now the Paris Agreement is a an entirely more comprehensive thing and um, has there been any reaction from the floor we so it was great it was a nice moment I mean these guys are uh, there were these negotiators and ministers and people have been working not just really hard on this for a couple the last week or two but for three years since the Paris Agreement was struck. So um, I grabbed Teresa Ribera, um, who's the Minister for the Ecological Transition, um, as, just as the cheering and um, clapping ended. I think that uh, this is a very important achievement that shows that uh, there is a strong willingness from the international community, even in a context where there are leaders that challenge the multilateralism, that the cooperative mechanisms to solve the global agenda problems are always the best way to go forward. And I think that that's, that's a very important message. It was very difficult to, to get the whole rulebook and everybody's on board. And I think that, that that's very important. Of course, we would have liked it to see more ambition here or there, but we have all the elements that we needed, and the rulebook is fully operational and already available. <laughs> that's kind of really the point that um, Teresa, the minister, was, um, was picking up on, I guess, as the broader theme here for me, watching this happen and watching the, the two weeks unfold, was that... The rules actually came out much more well-rounded and comprehensive than uh, I think most people expected. So this two weeks was a bit of a win for the multilateral order, which is you know the 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 effort to solve solutions globally rather than nationally. Uh, at a time when there's a lot of division in the world and a lot of challenges to the multilateral order. And um, so I think that for a lot of people has, um, has buoyed them and, um, and this conference has actually gone surprisingly well. So, yeah, it's been, it's, it's been a, a tough but, you know, in the end, fruitful couple of weeks. And is there any kind of... Um, expectations for the next year is there anything you know we can, we need to look out for or think about going ahead so yeah so this is the, the the rule book is like the tools for the for getting for for countries to fight climate change but they still need to actually do it and they actually need to make the the commitments the political effort to say right now my country x is going to cut my carbon emissions by this much and they at, at the moment most countries all countries have done that but it's nowhere near enough so they need to step up what people refer to as their ambition they need to make tougher cuts and the next push over the next year is going to be all about that so the UN Secretary General uh, released a, a comment which was read by his um, his executive secretary on the floor just then and um, he said that my five priorities over the next year are going to be ambition, 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 ambition and ambition. So that gives you a sense of what the next step is for climate talks over the over 2019. And that's it for COP24 and for COPcast. I've been Soila Parisio. Thank you to Carl Matheson 
Megan Darby and Sarah Stefanini for hosting over these past two weeks. Thank you to our guests for their time and insights and thank you to our supporter, the Stockholm Environment Institute. Copcast will still be available on SoundCloud and iTunes and Climate Home News is on Twitter and Facebook. You can subscribe to our newsletter by going to www.climatechangenews.com which is where you'll also find the latest news and analysis on what's going on in the climate space. And so that's it. Goodbye.